welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello, and with me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Tonight is an interesting topic for us um, because, as we all know, we're recording this uh, in September of 2020, and 2020 has been a very strange year, definitely a very strange year for Disney. But you've been there, and we thought it was an interesting and compelling topic to discuss, a fun show to discuss. Why should we go back to Disney World, and why should we book today? Five reasons we should book a Walt Disney World vacation today, September in 2020. Just five? Well, you can take it as many as you want, but I figured top five is the way to go, no? So maybe it's five because I will have had five trips since they reopened. As you said, I've been before. I went when they opened the hotels, and I went twice for the park openings. I'm actually headed back down there the first week in October to see all the Halloween things and headed back the first week in November as we see a new type of Christmas in the world. So it's time to go. And when you talk about time, it's time to go. Reason number one, because wait times are low. I don't know about you, but I hate waiting online. No, and certainly for attractions that have been notorious for it, to hit the the parks at a time where the wait times are low has got to be attractive to some folks that continually go back to the parks. It definitely is. And again, a little bit of why now? Why is it different? Isn't that a bad thing? We've really come to love fast passes. And I was one of those people that when they went to those plan your fast passes 60 days in advance, the first thought I had was, "Uh uh-uh, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And then I came to love it because I could arrive at the park at three o'clock in the afternoon and where in the past, if I arrived at three o'clock in the afternoon, I would never get on something like Soaring or Space Mountain because the fast passes were gone. I learned that having afternoon fast passes were great. So now we're back to a no fast pass time, which creates a little bit of that concern for people. But there's the flip side to it. The capacities are so low that you don't need the fast passes and it brings the wait time down. When I was there a couple of weeks ago, the number one attraction that people wait online for Avatar Flight of Passage, you will typically find anywhere from 120 minutes to 210 minute wait time. So yes, two to three hour wait time. When I went, it was posted as a 10 minute wait and I'll tell you it was 10 minutes because eight of it was walking up that incredibly long line queue. Mm -hmm. With the elimination of FastPass in the current climate, it, it requires a certain amount of skill to, to navigate your way through Walt Disney World if the Fast Pass doesn't apply, right? So what are some of the tips that you're giving some people to maximize that time considering that times are low? Are you talking about individual attractions? Are you talking about how to maximize the attractions? What are some of the we're, conversations you're having? We're talking about the attractions, but we're also talking about something that we really haven't had to do in the past, which is how to read the wait times and how to understand some of the spikes in wait times and how they relate to 
the continual cleaning that's happening on the attractions. That it's not that there's this massive line all of a sudden, you know, you didn't get to flight a passage first thing in the morning. And every time you looked, it was 10 minutes and now it's 45. It's down for cleaning. Hmm. And so now's not the time to head there. And we're really walking people through how to know where to go and what to do and how to enjoy it like you haven't before. We got off a flight of passage and I'll tell you, this has never happened before. And it'll probably only happen for the rest of 2020. They said to us, would you like to go again? <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. I'd like to go again and again and again. <laughs> so, you know, different things. It, it is different. So the, the, the cleaning process is what you're saying. It's not just let's look at, my, you know, a My Disney Experience time and say, oh, I've got 15 minutes on this wait. Like it depends upon when they're going to close the ride temporarily to sanitize. Exactly. Got it. Okay, so that's number one. Wait times are low. Good time to go. Good time to visit because you can get a lot done. Number you bet. number two that that I think is is probably really number one on my list. There are certain seasons that are always at capacity. Christmas time is always something that we've talked about doing in my house, and we've always heard, especially from you, that it's magical and it's wonderful, but it's also extremely crowded. Talk a little bit about the seasons that are normally at capacity that are now doable. I've been in this business almost 17 years now. And anytime somebody would call me and say, I want to go for Christmas, I kind of cringed a little bit. And I'm very honest about Christmas in Walt Disney World. It is packed. It is magical. And everybody wants to be there for Christmas. And I'll admit, I've probably done about 10 Christmases there. But it's not a once in a lifetime trip for me. Right. And I always explain to people, Disney has different closing systems and being an on-site guest, you can get into Magic Kingdom when it's closed to people who aren't staying on property. However, do you want to get in when it's at 99% capacity and they're letting you in in that last percent? Do you want to get in when something that normally has a 10-minute wait time now has a 50 to 60 minute wait time and something that normally has a 60 minute wait time now has a four hour wait time. That's not what we're going to see for Christmas this year. Because of COVID, the parks are capacity controlled for social distancing. Therefore, going Christmas Day is no different than going on September 15th or 20th. It's going to be the only year where holidays like Christmas and New Year's and President's Day and even Thanksgiving are at a very low capacity, even though they're going to be at maximum capacity for that day based on COVID capacities. So if you actually wanted to do Christmas Day, normally I try and talk Christmas Day people into early in December to enjoy the holidays, but not so much of the crowds. Now, you can do Christmas Day this year and not worry about the crowds. So let's put it on the table there for those folks that are listening this week, which is you know towards the middle, towards the end of September. Christmas Day still available to book. Christmas Day still available to book. And unlike other years, if you were booking today for Christmas Day, dining would have already been open for three months. We might not get you the perfect things. Dining doesn't open for Christmas Day for another almost five weeks. So you're still ahead of the curve on making those reservations. Good to know. 
All right. The one thing that I hear from people all the time when they hear that I go to Disney a couple times a year is they say, oh my gosh, we took our family there and we came home and we were exhausted. We needed a vacation from our vacation. So talk a little bit about that in COVID times, you know, visiting there. Are we still seeing that type of vacation fatigue when we return from some of your clients? We're not. And I'll, I'll put myself in the guilty category of doing it. You know, the park is open a lot of hours. I love some of the evening things. I want to take advantage of everything. Maybe I want those extra magic morning hours. I want to get it in. There are days I've left my hotel at seven in the morning and come back at one in the morning. That's not an option really right now, unless you're hanging out in Disney Springs till all hours. Park hours are reduced. But again, here's the good news. Even with reduced park hours, because the lines are so low, you're still going to get more rides in. So they're not opening the parks as early. For example, in the past, you could get a bus that dropped you at Magic Kingdom 75 to 90 minutes prior to opening so that you could stand around and stare at the gate and be the first one in. (laughs) Now, transportation isn't dropping off until 30 minutes prior. I've loved our Epcot days recently. Epcot opens at 11. Who's got a teen that wants to sleep in? Mm. 11 o'clock. Your kids can sleep in and you can still be there for rope, rope drop. It's a win. And the same on the other end. Parks are closing between 5 and 8 at night. You can get back to your room at a reasonable hour. Maybe you stay out late one night at Disney Springs and one night at the pool. But you're actually getting eight hours of sleep and not missing anything. The World Showcase opening around 11 o'clock, it it gives you a reasonable time to have that first cocktail as you walk around (laughs) the World Showcase. Um, You know, you talked about the hours and you talked about um, specific getting sleep. Well, the one thing that I think is worth mentioning with sleep is that a lot of people that visit Disney, they visit when their kids are really little. And so they're on some sort of a schedule. Sleep is a primary concern for some people. Talk to us about our youngsters that are visiting during this time. How does it impact their experience? I've said before, they're only young once. And young is subjective. I've taken as young as three months old. And every time you take the kids is different. So whatever stage they're at now is going to be different than if you put it off a year or two. They're going to see things differently. They're going to want to do things different. Take advantage of any time you can get. Use all those great ages. Take the little ones. Take the teens. Those that also aren't feeling the pressure. Maybe they're doing virtual school. You can... Do some virtual classes while you're down in Disney, or they're going to skip school for a couple of days and they're not going to feel as pressured as they would have if this was a non-COVID year and school was in full swing and all the extracurriculars. This is a great time to go without having to juggle the schedule as deeply. The last piece that I think you and I want to talk about, and this really hits home with me. I travel there a couple times a year, and I just miss it. I keep checking the app. I keep bringing stuff up on YouTube. My daughter keeps talking about how she wants to keep going back. 
you know, if you're listening to a Disney podcast, you're obviously as crazy as I am and you just miss it. It feels like a part of you that you haven't really had the chance to experience. It feels too long. It feels like a place that you love to escape the everyday nonsense and you just want it back. You have to be hearing this from clients. We hear it all the time. You know, there's a reason that there's a slogan that used to be limited to the vacation club properties that they use everywhere on property now. And they say, welcome home. It is a second home for people. It's that opportunity to reconnect. And I know some of you are saying, I've been with my family since March. Please, I don't need to connect any more than I already am. <laughs> this is different. This is not who didn't put their dish in the sink, who didn't get their homework done. This is let's enjoy each other and this happy environment and let's take in family time and let's make memories. We've been very honest every step of the way during this whole process that we do point out to everybody the conversations that you and I have had. It's not the same. If you're expecting to go back and have a traditional Disney experience that you've had for the last 15 years, you're not going to get that. And that's not to say that it, it compromises the magic of the trip, but there are certain things that you're going to encounter that will be different, just like your everyday life is at home, correct? It definitely is. There are some things that are different or missing. There are no fireworks. I'm not hiding that fact. They're not there. There aren't parades. However, there's what Disney calls cavalcades. Right now, before we had COVID, you had one parade. Magic Kingdom was the only parade that was still running. Now, all four parks have cavalcades. And they're basically the equivalent of one to three floats in a parade. And they happen every 30 to 45 minutes. There are 20 different cavalcades now spread out through the parks. You'll find Merida on horseback. You'll find princesses on coaches. You'll find Disney Junior characters sitting in the back of cars. You'll find Chip and Dale rowing a raft down the river in Frontierland. You'll find Miko and Pocahontas riding a boat in Animal Kingdom. So the characters are out there. They're out in full force. They're all over. They're just there slightly different. And there are not the number of character meals there were before, but there are two character meals currently there and a third opening next week, which is why I'm headed back. So we are seeing those things come back. Those opportunities are still there. And that magic is just different magic. And the opportunity for pictures of some of these different experiences is definitely there because let's be honest, we're all hoping that in several years, this is a memory and it's not the new norm that you can say, remember when we had to do this and this was the magical experience that they rolled out. It's no surprise that they're adapting, but make no mistake, I hope that their intentions are to have fireworks at some point again in the near future. We will see them again. I think the big thing is making sure that everyone who visits feels safe and comfortable. And that's key. And let's be honest, whether you're in Walt Disney World or you're in your hometown, probably hard pressed to find a listener 
who saw 4th of July fireworks in their hometown the way that they have every other year. Fireworks bring crowds. Crowds bring people gathering. This isn't the spot to gather. This is the spot to make memories. Well, you've sold me. I have my wife sitting next to me. I guess when we're done with this show, we will talk about making my arrangements to go back to Walt Disney World in the near future. I do thank you for taking the time and explaining to people why now is absolutely the time to revisit Walt Disney World. Thanks so much. Can't wait to help you and all the others make magic. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this show or any show, please share it. Have them like it. Have it subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination plan. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>